Hey Night Owls, welcome to Isn't It Past Your Bedtime. I'm Krista. And I'm Rachel. And we're back for September, which is super exciting because after yeah. this, we're back for the whole normal, back to two weeks and everything. So now we've got like a loaded October too, which I'm stoked about. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. It'll be a good coming back month. So and also it's October. I am drinking a pumpkin drink right now. We're currently recording this in the morning, so pumpkin coffee, but oh jealous. Yeah. I was gonna get pumpkin coffee the other day, but I've been pretty good lately, and I ended up getting this like oat milk creamer for my coffee, and it's like maple brown sugar. I just do, like a tiny splash of it in my coffee in the morning, and it tastes like fall without me having to like have pumpkin every day. And mm-hmm. I'm kind of digging it. Yes. Although figuring out the right balance at first was a struggle because like I put a little <laughs> bit too much in because like a little goes a long way with that creamy oat milk. I've learned. Yeah, you don't need a ton of it, but so. I do recommend. Okay, I'll have to see if I can find that one. Cause yeah, I'm definitely just going for it. I made pumpkin or banana bread the other day, like Ooh. diving into fall. It's too yeah, warm I'm right now, but soon enough. You know, those like little round cookies that they make with like pumpkins mm. printed on them and ghosts. Yes. I made some of those last night. Mm-hmm. I so did. Good. I know they have them year round, but they just taste better in like the October, November months. They do. I didn't eat eight cookies last night. That didn't happen. They're so small. Like one cookie is really like seven. Right. It doesn't even count. Yeah, exactly. It's fine. Um, so jumping right in, we are doing a oddish kind of topic. It's uh, books that started as podcasts, which after we picked it, mainly we picked it because I had one sitting on my shelf that I wanted to read. Um, but I think it's really just this one guy. Like, this isn't like a very common thing. I think it's the same author who did it. It's the same author who did both of ours. I'm pretty sure. Oh, really? Yeah. I think it's like just this one guy who mainly does this, who like starts podcasts and then turns them into books. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know if anyone else does it. Maybe somebody does, but I couldn't find it. And I already have this one. Um, but so the book I did is Alice Isn't Dead by Joseph Fink. Mm-hmm. And then there was another name that he kind of did it with, but it's not, it's not jumping out at me. So maybe he's not on this one. I thought he had like another person that he like kind of wrote with. Maybe it's just whoever also does his podcast. But anyways, uh, jumping right in. The uh, tagline for this one is that it isn't a story. It's a road trip. So I do enjoy this podcast. I'm, <laughs> I'm curious. I never actually, I've never listened to the podcast. I probably will now, although end of the book was kind of my, but I don't know if that's what they did with the podcast or if it like continued or not. Um, but this one basically starts. So our main character is Keisha Lewis and her wife died like a year ago or is presumed dead. Um, there's no body like, they searched for a month or something like that, like out, like looking everywhere for her mm-hmm. and uh, never found a body. And so like, it's just kind of like presumed dead, uh, which I think is almost worse, especially for grief, right? Because it's like, you don't really know. There's uh, no closure there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so she's kind of really been struggling as you would, um, has managed to push away just about all of her friends and is just not doing great. I think she's like about to lose her job. Or lost her job or something like that and drinking Rough. too much like not really eating um she's kind of struggling as you would but she's finally like almost like she's had like a couple better days and she's like okay it's all right like she's like moving through her grief and then she's watching the the news one night and her wife it's like a murder or something like that and in the background of like all the bystanders that are there as like the news people are covering this is her wife staring like straight at the camera and she's like what what okay hello alice like you're clearly not dead um 
And so she ends up like getting a job as a trucker, like a cross country trucker, which is kind of odd that like, I mean, I guess like they always want people to drive. And so they're willing to teach you how to do it, I guess. But it just seems so weird because she went from like an office job and then was like, oh, I now have my CDL and I'm just driving across the country doing these deliveries. And not a Big change. A lot more freedom, I suppose. Yeah. Because like her whole thing is that she's like, oh, I could do this once she's getting paid. And then two, she can also like look for Alice because she like went right. to where that murder was. She has like reasons as to like why she's kind of going where she's going. A lot of it is really just um, based on like where she's driving, like where her deliveries are um that makes sense yeah and so she hasn't really made any progress with finding her though um there is a reason that she like picked the company that she chose to work to drive for um but i'm not gonna tell you what it is because you have to figure it out on your own yeah because it does kind of like lend to it where it like starts to like come up with things but how this book starts like the very first chapter she's in a roadside diner eating breakfast or whatever and there's this like disgusting old jowly man like in the booth across from her and they're facing each other and he's eating his breakfast and like the egg is like trickling down his lip and i'm literally like almost vomiting like thinking of it because it's so graphic and i was like oh i can totally picture it um Yuck. and he's like making eye contact with her while he's literally like shoveling food into his mouth with his hand did you um, listen to it no i read it okay i read it um and so they, then he like that guy like gets up and like goes and like takes a bite out of this guy's jugular who's like also in the diner oh my god and just like kills him and like no one no, else like, there are other people in this diner like it's not just the three of them there's like the waitress and the cooks and a couple other people sitting there and like none of them have seen anything like none of them are reacting to this vicious eating murder that is happening like nothing huh. is going on um so he should rightly gets the fuck about like she just runs and the waitress is like aren't you gonna pay and she's like yeah and, like throws money behind her and just like books it to her um books it back to her truck and is like trying to get the fuck out um hmm. this man had like a like a work polo type shirt on and it said thistle so she starts calling him the thistle man um, tracks yeah and so then out but like this man is like following her like she's like in a truck driving away and like at her next stop he's like there again and she's like what in the world is going on like that's terrifying yeah and so like you're like okay is this all in your head is this actually happening like what's going on because like she's not the most reliable narrator in the beginning as you're realizing that she's like going through all this grief and now she's like convinced Mm -hmm. that her wife is alive like yeah she says she saw her on the news but like no one else agrees with her yeah exactly like none of her friends i mean i guess she pushed most of them away there's like one friend who's like still kind of coming by but like she doesn't necessarily believe it she's like um okay that's sure you did whatever like you sure didn't just look like her um but yeah so she's like going along she ends up it's um and she's just literally like going from like job to job trying to like avoid this this old man who's hmm. pretty much out to get her and like and we don't know why We're, like why is he so fixated on her yeah like how is he involved in this whole thing mm-hmm. like hmm. yeah is it just because like she saw him like you don't really know but then she's driving um like on this like long highway and there's all of these like billboards and she's literally talking about how like all these billboards at first are just like closed down places from years and years ago like clearly nothing is going on in this town that she's approaching and then all of a sudden it's like black billboard white writing or maybe the other way around and it just has names like every like mile is like a different name and then the very last one says something 
um can't remember what it is but basically it's like a nickname that like only alice would know like only alice oh. called her that no one else knew it and so she was like, like a pet name yeah and so she's like um okay what like is this a warning is she in help is she trying to tell me to leave clearly she's not dead now or does somebody else actually know because then she does say she's like okay well maybe like somebody overheard her say it some at some point but it's still weird it's not like a common one it's like sweet pea sugar lips or something like that like it's not like something that you're just like naturally calling somebody in the grocery store like holler yeah out, you know? it's not like babe it's like something very specific <laughs> yeah exactly um so you're like and even if it's not alice like that's still weird um and so she like gets out she like pulls over because of the truck and is like staring at the sign and there's like 16 17 year old girl is there and she's like oh is this for you like it and so she's like what like why are you out here in the middle of nowhere and she's like oh i had to get away from the hungry man and so then yeah he's just like uh i'm sorry are we speaking of the same person and so this this girl is like hey you're gonna take me to kentucky or wherever the hell it is and she's like no i'm not you're a child and i'm a grown-up i'm not doing it she's like okay yeah you're gonna take me and like just hops in the truck with a complete fucking stranger because apparently they both know this like jolly man who eats people and so yeah she's like trying to get back to her mom or something like that um and so she basically ends up like giving up on her routes because like we're like she's going to kentucky and wherever she's supposed to like drop her next thing is like not there um it's like a pallets of cereal box or something where somebody had gone in and just destroyed even though like the mm-hmm. whole thing was locked and was locked from the outside so it's like okay well, it. how did somebody get in there to destroy all of her things so yeah it's just like huh. weird like yeah. the entire book is just super freaking weird um don't really know for sure like what's going on and what's real and what's not um and then I obviously can't tell you if she meets up with Alice and if Alice really is alive or not. Um, that would give away too much. Listen obviously. To the podcast, read the book yourself. I mean, I guess you could, if you want to trust the name of the book, you could go off of that, but I'm not going to tell you either way. Um, but yeah, it was just so weird. The entire book, like so many times, I'm like, what in the world am I reading? Like, what is happening here? Um, when you find out like what is actually happening, it's not what I thought it was going to be at all. Um, that part was interesting the ending was just really lackluster it was like oh that's where you're gonna that's where we stop now like Like, okay then yeah like we went on this entire journey to get here like huh yeah so didn't love that um but yeah so much of it i was just like what like i wanted to stop reading it multiple times i did not enjoy the book all that much maybe if i had listened to it so that way it would be more like the podcast and more like a road trip not a story type thing like maybe that would have been better um yeah you're right because then somebody's like telling you the story versus like reading it um but overall like doing like three and a half stars because like the premise was interesting and like the first half for first like two-thirds even maybe where like you're still trying to figure out like what is actually happening and like mm-hmm. who is the thistle man and like what is he going on and like how come like like nobody's noticing like there'd be like other times like there were other times where he was like viciously attacking somebody around other people and he's just the only person who can see this like people would even like look at him and then just kind of like hmm. their eyes would just sort of like glaze over him like they like saw him but didn't see him kind of a thing this guy has like a writing style for sure like did they does she like live in a world that's like abnormal like where abnormal things happen 
I mean, this is abnormal, but this is like the only abnormal thing that's really oh, okay. in. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing else is like, yeah. Outside of like this, the thing involving the thistle man. The world itself is normal. <laughs> yeah. Everything else is like perfectly normal in their life. It's just like all of a sudden she sees a thistle man when she shouldn't. And then he gets kind of like lashed onto her. Cause I think that's why it's cause like she shouldn't have been able to see him. Like she should have been like everyone else and kind of like glazed over the fact that he was there but for whatever reason she doesn't huh yeah interesting mm-hmm. yeah I, I don't remember how much of the podcast I listened to it was one that I had just like tossed on in the background I think I only got through a few episodes so I can't really remember if that aligns with the book but now I'm curious I might pick it back up mm-hmm. yeah because I'm thinking yeah if it was like that because I've I've listened to other podcasts that are like similar to these where it's like they're telling you a story. It's like a fictional book, but being told as a podcast kind of thing. Like um, We're Alive is one that I've listened to. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it would be a better story that way. Got it. Well, yeah, he definitely has a type. So I guess that brings <laughs> us to mine. So um, I did Welcome to Night Vale, which is by Jeffrey Craner. I'm sorry, I don't know how to say it. C-R-A-N-O-R, Cranor, maybe. Um, and then Joseph Fink as well. So they wrote the podcast uh, Night Vale, which is just the weirdest town anyone has ever heard of in the entire world. And I'm not going to lie, it took a while for me to like get going on the book. This book, I listened to it because I was driving across the country and it was a great opportunity to listen to something. Um, it's like 18 hours long. It's Jeez. insanely long. And I just looked it up because I was like, I'm pretty sure they actually wrote more Night Vale books. It's an entire website. Welcome to Night Vale books. There's a ton of different um, books that have kind of stemmed off of the podcast Night Vale. Oh. So I think that's pretty cool. I actually might try some of these specific ones. Um, I think if you listen to the podcast, though, it makes more sense because you don't spend as much time like settling into what crazy crap happens in this world, just like mm, normally. Yeah. Um. So basically I, ha- I have listened to the podcast. So I had some kind of background, like I knew it was going to be super strange. I'm going to do my best to give you like a TLDR, <laughs> but it's, it's all a mess. So Night Vale is a town and I can't remember where exactly. It's basically in the middle of the desert and time doesn't really exist there, but not everyone is impacted in the same way by that. Huh. Which is super strange. So the book kind of focuses around two main characters of Night Vale. And for a while there, it just bounces back and forth between their lives until they cross over, right? And then they continue with the rest of the story. Hmm. So the first main character is Jackie. Jackie is 19, has always been 19, and has just chosen not to age. So she has always run the pawn shop, but she can't remember never running the pawn shop. And no one remembers before she ran the pawn shop. But she can't be more than a few months into it because she's obviously only 19. She hasn't aged, but she's been doing it for centuries. So, like, Mm. time doesn't work. And so, like, (laughs) just the weirdest thing. So, Jackie is, um, it's like when she, she, like, doesn't have a schedule for, like, when the pawn shop is open. It just, it's open when it feels like it should be open. And when she locks it up for the night, when it feels like she should close, because time doesn't exist, yeah. she locks the door, takes it off the hinges, and then buries the door. Weird. That's how you know it's safe. And then, and then when <laughs> the morning comes, but it's not morning, it's just when it's supposed to open, that she yeah. feels like it should open, she unburies the door and unlocks it, and then people can come in. So, like, <laughs> there's definitely some, like, weird magic stuff. I think that if I was, like much much deeper of a thinker there's a lot of like underlying things here like Mm -hmm. having to do with like the way people age and with people experience time 
and like how life can kind of feel like you get stuck in this loop, even though maybe it's only been a few months. Right. So Jackie like can't remember being at her mother's house. She goes to her mother's house and she's like, I don't think I've ever been here before, but I don't, she hasn't moved because I would have known if she had moved, but I don't know where anything is. But if I can figure out where the silverware drawer is, then maybe that means that I have been here and I remember it because that's a sign that, you know, a house that, you know, where the silverware drawer is. So she's just like casually opening drawers in her mom's house, like can't find the silverware drawer. And her mom's like, you know, I don't have a silverware drawer. And she's like, I have a silverware trap drawer and it lives underneath the hot milk drawer. And I'm like, Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So basically Jackie's living this weird life where she's like not remembering things and she knows she's not remembering things. And she has conversations with people that she went to high school with who are just like, Jackie, why don't you just turn 20 already? And she's just like, oh, whatever, old people, because her friends are all like in their 80s and 90s now. Like they're old, like they've lived whole lives. Yeah. And so like Jackie's kind of trying to unravel what's going on with that. Like she's not really sure why that is. She just knows that it has always been and it always will be until it isn't. Hmm. Like, so that's what Jackie's deal is, basically. Um, she encounters this guy who has been seen around town and he wears, uh, I think he wears like a tan suit and he carries around an, uh, a deerskin um, briefcase. Maybe it's an alligator suit and a deerskin briefcase. Anyways, it's a, it's a strange person and he just like kind of appears around town, but not everybody seems to know who she's talking about, but some people do. And some people are like jealous that he's interacted with her. So he like leaves her a piece of paper and it says King City on it. And she can't get rid of the paper. Like, if she sets it down, it comes right back to her hand. Like, if she tries to write anything, it says King City. Like, no matter what she tries to write, it comes out as King City. So she starts kind of on this journey to figure out, like, what the heck's going on with this paper? Why why King City? If you watch the or listen to the podcast, I know they talk about King City before. So, like, the people of Night Vale say that there's nothing outside of Night Vale. But then they also say that, like, King City is a place. So it's kind of unclear. But the library isn't a safe place to go to because the librarians will kill you. So the library is where you would have all the information, but you can't go there. Like people die going to the library all the time. Like they reference like a situation where like a young girl had to go in there for a project or something and she slayed a librarian. Like (laughs) it's like a whole thing. So that's Jackie. She's trying to figure out what's going on with this piece of paper. And so she's kind of abandoning her pawn shop duties and like kind of exploring who she is right now. Which is pretty fair for a 19-year-old. Like, I could see that. All right. Mm -hmm. Seems legit on par, even though things are super weird. Um, (laughs) And then the other person is Diane. So Diane is, like, probably middle-aged. She's got a a teenage son, um, and he is a shapeshifter. Every day, he looks different. Sometimes, he's, like, an inanimate object, like a pot or a desk. (laughs) And sometimes, he like has no eyes and has like long teeth and droopy skin. And like, I think that they're talking about how teenagers literally change from minute to minute. Right. And it's like Mm. hard to figure out, but as a parent, you always recognize them anyway, no matter what they look like, no matter what they're doing, like you still see who they are. So like, no matter what, like people will show her a picture and be like, is this your child? And it'll be like a picture of like an alarm clock. And she's like, oh yeah, that's him. And they're like, oh, you look alike. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, I don't, okay, whatever. Like, I know, I know that they're just trying to talk about how, like, teenagers are, like, up and down and all over the place and whatever. But, like, it's so weird. So, Diane's got this deal with Josh going on. He's a teenager, and he doesn't know who his father is, so he's trying to find him. Um, but she, like, doesn't want to talk about it. She was like, no, like, I'm your parent. I've always been your parent. He's never wanted to be your parent, so he doesn't deserve to be your parent. Mm-hmm. Like, but also, as a teenager, I get it. So... She's got her up and down going at home with Josh. But then at work, there was this guy, Evan. And Evan worked in her office. And one day, Evan didn't come into work. And she was like, hey, whatever her supervisor's name was, like, 
Evan's not here. And she was like, who's Evan? What are you talking about? And then Evan shows up at her desk, like standing in front of her desk. And he just like smiles at her. And then her phone rings and she picks up the phone and it's Evan. And he was like, I'm not going to be in work today. Make sure you let people know. And then literally no one knew what she was talking about. The guy in front of her desk disappeared. Like super weird, weird stuff's going on. And no one knows who Evan is. Like, um, but throughout the beginning of the book, like this, I'm pretty sure it's the same person has introduced himself to people, but with a different name every time. It's always like an E name. So like Evan, I've never heard of an Evan, but maybe, maybe Efren. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, so they just like keep like guessing weird names. And then they think, so they're like, oh, it must be your, the migraines you get. Like, you know, it's messing with your brain or whatever. Like you should go home. And she's just like, I don't get migraines. Like, yeah. Why, why does that keep coming up? Multiple people keep being like, oh, you know, you're fine, Diane. It's just your migraines. And she's like, I don't get migraines. Like, <laughs> why do people keep saying that to me? And people are saying it to Jackie too. And she keeps talking about like some weird stuff that's going on and asking questions of other townspeople. They're like, oh, you're just getting migraines. And she's just like, what the heck? So I have not gotten to the point, like I said, I still have about an hour left in this audiobook. So I'm like right at the very end yet. I actually mm-hmm. don't know what the migraines are for. I have so many questions. I'm hoping it all ties together. Yeah. But these two end up looking for the same person because Josh's dad is, uh, I mean, you find this out pretty early when they have to organize. So it's not a big deal. Josh's dad is the same person that she, that um, Jackie is looking for with the, the suit and the briefcase. Mm-hmm. So they both seem to be able to remember this person, but you actually can't like look at him directly. And it's kind of like what you were talking about with that one character where like you can see them, but you can't see them. Yeah. Like if you look at them too hard, like literally Diane was having a come or Jackie was having a conversation with, um, no, it was Diane with Evan because Evan reappeared. And uh, it's just like, she can't look at him. And if he writes his name down for her, it immediately goes away or disappears and other people can't see him. But then they filled two cups of coffee, even though she only had a cup of coffee before. It's so weird. So hmm. basically how this story progresses after they outline all of the strangeness that is <laughs> Night Vale and what's going on in Diane and Jackie's lives is this journey that they're taking together to try to find Evan and then whoever um, the father is for her son as a shapeshifter because there's a bunch of different versions of that dad and he has a bunch of different jobs. And so it's like, what's going Mm. on? Like, which one of these is real? Is that why he's a shapeshifter? Like, there's just so many questions I have because like, essentially Diane doesn't want her son to like meet the dad on the dad's terms. Like, she's like, I want to talk to him first, but she's like, can't track him down. And every time Jackie (laughs) finds him too, he just runs like straight up. They'll be like, we saw him working as a traffic cop. And then he looked at us and then he just completely just sprints like Forrest Gump sprints out of there. Like, so this guy clearly does not want to talk to anybody, but like other people in Night Vale start to become more aware of his presence because more people are getting these pieces of paper with King City on it. And like the scientists Mm -hmm. are trying to figure out what the heck and like why they, like they can't burn the piece of paper. It just reappears. Like Jackie breaks her arm and she's like, where was the piece of paper I had in my hand? And the nurse was like, oh, I put it in with your belongings. Oh, it's not here anymore. It's in the cast in her hand. Oh, jeez. Like, <laughs> so super weird. Nightville is an absolutely crazy place. I didn't even give you all of the information about how crazy it is. So here's a couple of highlights. Other than the librarian being not safe, which is crazy to me. Um, the big thing is the angels. <laughs> the angels is like the big thing in Nightville that's weird. So the city says that the angels do not exist, but it's illegal to talk to an angel. And all of the angels live at Josie's house, but the angels don't exist. Huh. Okay. Oh, I was okay. illegal to talk to something that doesn't exist then. Exactly. So like, that's weird. And then they have a secret police, which I think is also funny. So they had like a regular police, but then they felt like having police would make them a target. They're not sure what for, but 
it can't be good, right? If people know you have police because then they can just come after your police. So instead, <laughs> all the police disappeared one day. And then the next day, these like cars with big red stripes and a big black star that said secret police painted in the middle of it <laughs> appeared. And now so everyone secret. feels much safer. Oh, good, good, good. Secret police. <laughs> everyone knows about the secret police, but nobody knows about the secret police. No, of course like, not. It's just like, it's super wild. So like, I don't even know how to rate this because- <laughs> like it, the first probably five or six hours, I was like, okay, how's this all going to come together? I don't understand. It's literally like an 18 hour listen. I started listening to it at like 1.8 because oh, <laughs> I was just like, just go <laughs> tell me things. Um, once it started coming together though, like I was like, okay, I can totally see why all those bits of information were important. I think if I had listened to more of the podcast before and like maybe done a refresh of the podcast, it would have been helpful. Mm-hmm. And like, I do like that. Uh, Cause like the podcast itself, it goes over just like tiny chunks of all these different characters where this one, like, yeah, you do get some tiny chunks of different characters, but there are primary storylines, which I think is really nice. Um, And then once those come together, like you can kind of see how that works. I'm curious to see exactly what's going on with the uh, migraine situation. Yeah, seriously. Um, But I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it like a three and a half because it is quite confusing. I Mm -hmm. think they could have been more direct, although I understand they were just trying to go on theme with Night Vale. I think could have been more direct with the actual storyline itself. Um, but man, is it creative? Like, I can't even imagine like your brain working like this. Like I said, there's probably a lot of levels here too, of like, just digging into like the underlying message that mm-hmm. I just like, don't necessarily recognize. Cause right now I'm trying to figure out this main storyline. Yeah. We're but, like, if, if you read or listened to it multiple times, you'd like keep yeah. picking up on different stuff probably. Yeah. But overall, I feel like the welcome to Nightville stuff is like really deep. Like it's so weird and wild, but like, if you listen to it a couple of times and think about it, it's like, Oh, it's like making fun of politics or it's like making fun of like the way society is structured. Like, mm-hmm. so I, I enjoy it. I think it's entertaining, but I don't know if I'd want to continue to listen to a 18 hour book of it. I think the podcast in bite sizes is probably, probably better. Yeah. Like, where you can I, kind of, I enjoyed it more. Yeah. Start and stop a lot easier at least. Yeah. But then again, I did get a lot of information about each character, like much deeper information than I do on the podcast. Cause the podcast is just like the radio station for night Vale talking about like what's going on that day. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like, don't go to the dog park at night or whatever. Like the angels hang out there, like that kind of stuff. Um, the angels that don't exist. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, they're not real. But yeah, no regrets. There's not a lot of podcasts that have been turned into books. So I think it's funny that they were the same person. I didn't even notice. Yeah. I didn't until like, cause it's, um, my copy of it is technically an arc that I got oh um and so it was like oh other books by so it like had like way more information about it but oh that's the only reason that I knew um but yeah so I mean that's really all we got for this one both two very very weird and odd books for sure um like we said net in October we are back full swing and everything so be sure to come back check out everything we got going on there uh, social media says Instagram is not past your better. Oh, wow. <laughs> is it past your bedtime? Gosh, that one was hard. Uh, Twitter, IIPYB underscore pod. And then TikTok, isn't it past your bedtime? Uh, I would say our website, but we actually got rid of the website now that we are on the Tiki Talkies because there was just one more thing to maintain, honestly. <laughs> and we feel that TikTok is a more appropriate platform for us anyways. So. Yeah. So check that out if you want. Or email us in the bedtime at Gmail if you have like lots of thoughts on things that you yes, please. Or questions or anything like that. Um, yeah, I think that's all we got. So we will talk to all of y'all next time. Bye everyone. Bye.